Hello and welcome to Cup of Tea, a friendly, patient and gentle space for honest discussion and debate. My name's Harry and I'm a gay trans man. And my name's Oliver and I'm a gay cis man. Together as husbands, we are sharing our experiences and trying to build bridges to give a space for people to ask questions and learn. Well, we're back. In this episode, we address why we've been gone for so long and we discuss the topic of joy. Not the wishy-washy, tinsel around the fireplace sort of joy, but the defiant, revolutionary, life-changing joy and why it's so important to hold firm to that as we enter Trans Awareness Week. So, what tea have we got today? So, we have... Pucker's Licorice and Cinnamon. Um, apparently, it's a deliciously exotic blend of cocoa, cinnamon and licorice, and it was given to us by our good friends Chris and Joe. Brilliant. Okay, so this has been brewing for quite a while, so I'm going to give it a go. Yes. That's really nice. That's very good. So, I'm not normally a big fan of licorice, mm. and cinnamon in a tea is not normally my first preference, but the combination... It's very nice. It is like... Sorry, go on. I was going to say, it's basically like a vegan chai. <laughs> it is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> was that what you were going to say? Um, no, I just... Um, just aware of how pretentious we sound. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is a podcast that we start off drinking tea, so I don't know what yeah. we expected. Um, I would definitely recommend this one then for yeah. anyone. Uh, it's a pucker cinnamon and licorice tea. So thanks very much, Joe and Chris. That's lovely. Cheers. So I said I'd uh, start the conversation with the difficult bit, really, which mm. is uh, why why we stopped doing the podcast. And I think a lot of it was due to the fact that I'd started a new job and, and you were busy as well with a, with a different part of your job. Mm-hmm. Um, but also I think that was kind of our convenient excuse. Yeah. Um, because I suppose what was really at the root of it was it was really, really hard to find the patience and the kindness to have difficult conversations and be empathetic to people and about people that that were filling the media with hostile, hate-filled stories. Mm. And, and for me, what made it worse, and we'll probably talk about this in future podcasts now we're back, mm. um, for me what made it really hard was that this was hate that was cleverly hidden. Mm. So so most people, most, uh, in quotes, normal people, um, might not realise, you know, just how much a particular article or a particular uh, tweet or a particular um, news report is actually full of hate. Mm. But if you are trans or, or if you are um, an ally or friend or you love someone who is trans, um, you can see it really clearly. Um, and for me, I just, I burned myself out, I think, and, and I think that was the same for you. But um, I wanted to make sure you had the chance to talk about why we're back, really. Yeah, um, I think you're absolutely right. I think we both burned ourselves out. Um, it's very hard to, to hold compassion and patience when you're seeing transphobia and hatred in the media and on social media, but also creeping into everyday life. 
Um, for the first time recently, we saw transphobic stickers um, go up in Newport, and yeah, it was it was really horrible. So we decided, actually, we do want to find our voice again, and we want to do something positive. Um, so the big thing for me was actually over the past year or so yeah I've gone back into a time where I've actually felt quite ashamed about being trans and that is a really difficult thing to talk about I'm not sure who's gonna sort of like be positive about trans people um and yeah it's been quite scary so actually having a voice being able to really articulate how we feel the realities of life as a trans person and for you as the husband of a trans person in Britain in 2021 is something we want to do on our own terms we don't want to do it reactively because I think the big thing for me recently um, like quite a lot of trans people I've come off Twitter um, because it was just very reactive I felt like I was always having to answer the same questions whether that came from people who were trans hostile even sometimes people who were curious who just hadn't done the research themselves it was exhausting um, even some yeah like I said from people who was well-meaning sometimes you just don't have the energy to, to answer those questions so actually being able to tell our story in our own way um, and, you know, potentially give other trans people the chance to do that through the podcast as well is something that we really want to do. So, yeah, that's a very long winded explanation of saying um, basically we're back because we want to do something positive. Um, so one thing that has changed, though, is our approach. So do you want to talk a bit more about that? Yeah, so um, when we started, I think we wanted to talk to everyone. Mm. Uh, we wanted to, I think our, our kind of, we didn't do anything as ridiculous as a mission statement, but we sort of, to ourselves, talked about we wanted to bring kindness and compassion to the debate. Um, and a lot of that is still obviously going to be mm. the case because uh, we both try and be kind and compassionate to everyone. I suppose for me, the thing that is uh, going to be different is we're not going to try and even engage with some of the what I would call the worst offenders mm -hmm. sort of people who will peddle deliberate misleading falsehoods to try and whip people into these uh, panics these moral panics yeah. um, I think I'd still really like to reach out to people who I know are compassionate and thoughtful and have a lot of empathy and love for people but who somehow have been drawn into this sort of um excuse the sort of translated pun, but into this binary view mm. of, of it's either trans rights or women's rights as one example, but there's a lot more. So from my perspective, I think we're not going to try and make sense of all of that stuff. I think increasingly people pull you into debates uh, to try and almost almost bamboozle you. Mm. There will be no answer, I suppose, that will ever be good enough really no. for them. Um, and I think I think for me there's no answer that would be good enough for them because the only answer that is good enough for them is for trans people to go away yeah. and be quiet um, and actually that's not what this podcast is about no no yeah so that's basically how our approach has changed so yeah we're still 
having you know much as i just said questions can be exhausting and everything yes they can and yes you know ideally as an ally it's really important to do your research and not put the burden onto the minority group whichever it is in this case trans people to kind of answer questions that you know that you could find out for example if you want to find out how a certain type of translated surgery is done there's so much information out there you can literally google it these days however if you know you have a friend who's trans and maybe they're about to undergo surgery and you want to know like how can i best support them you know what kind of um stuff do they need about the house to help them in their recovery how can i like physically be there to help them that kind of thing is a really good question so we'll be still you know happy to answer all of those kind of questions addressing those kind of things talking to people who maybe just aren't sure who've heard all this information and are like but you know are my children being taught in school that you know they can have an operation at the age of 10 to physically alter their body you know we're, we're, we want to answer those questions as well um but like all said what we won't be doing is meeting with people who are you know out there openly hostile trans hostile um who are you know sucking trans people and our allies into these debates um to try and cause controversy and fear yeah so that's the new mission statement uh, <laughs> for our podcast. So our first topic is Trans Awareness Week, which is this week, um, the 13th to the 19th of November, and it leads up to the 20th of November, which is Trans Day of Remembrance. That's something that is marked every year. And is a commemoration of the lives of trans people who have sadly been killed in the past year as a result of being themselves, of being trans. So we wanted to focus on the flip side of that, which is joy. And the reason we wanted to do that is because, as we've, as we've said, the rhetoric over the, the past few years from transphobic people, from media, um, from all of those sources really has been designed I think to drag trans people down and to make us feel bad and ashamed and to to want to hide away um, which yeah is not a particularly joyful position to be in. No it's definitely not and I think that's one of the reasons why we wanted to focus on joy because it's really important that we actually talk about some of the positives to be a counterpoint mm. to some of that relentless negativity yes. that, that is seen. But we absolutely do not mean uh, that being trans is a walk in the park. Mm -hmm. So when we talk about let's focus on joy, we're not saying the lives of trans people are joyful. We are not hiding from the difficulties that people experience. But we did want to give a space you know, partly for the two of us as we do our first podcast, but also for anyone listening to this. Uh, so that on this week, despite the backlash that will happen, we can celebrate moments about being trans or being someone who uh, loves someone who is trans that gave us joy. 
and it's really important as well this is something harry said earlier mm-hmm. um that there's a reason pride and joy go together and that's because we think joy is defiance because when the whole world wants to grind you down to to get you to be quiet to hide away being joyful in who you are is a radical act and the act of being joyful when the world wants you to be quiet I think is one of the most powerful things we could possibly do and that's why we want to talk about what's brought us joy today. So I want to come to you first then. Uh, What are some of your joyful memories? So it actually took me a while to think of these and I think I'm quite bad at actually talking about joy so (laughs) this is a, a challenge for me but yeah the first thing that really sprung to mind for me was putting a t-shirt on for the first time after chest surgery and how amazing that felt which sounds like a really small thing um but yeah since you know since the age of probably about nine or ten i had never worn a t-shirt on its own against my skin um and i'd always wanted to i'd always felt just how easy life would be if I could just get up, get out of bed and just put a t-shirt on um, rather than all of the faff of putting a binder on which for people who haven't worn it is quite uncomfortable and you have to sort of like get it at the right angle and then it's hot and sweaty and not particularly nice. Um, So yeah, the first time when I could do that after my bandages were off, after my post-surgery binder had come off was amazing like it just felt incredible and just really light um yeah and it's yeah it's just the best feeling and I th- I think seeing pictures of other people who've had their chest surgery um like Elliot Page springs to mind um he posted a lovely picture of himself on Instagram shirtless after he'd had his chest surgery and he just looks so happy and I think when you see those kind of pictures, yeah, it just shows there's so much joy in that. Um, the Another joyful event was our wedding, um, which, yeah, was just the biggest, most joyful day, I think, that I've ever had. Um, just the power of being able to stand up as two men who love each other and are being recognised as that in the eyes of the law in front of all our friends and family was incredibly powerful it's something which I could never imagine growing up you know potentially for different reasons than you um because you know growing up I'd always thought if I did get married it would be you know in the white dress and everything but that never felt right to me so yeah being able to walk down the aisle in the church that we um, had our ceremony in, in our suit, seeing our friends and families there, being called by my name was, yeah, incredibly powerful and just really, really, yeah, just so happy. Um, and the last one is, yeah, it it was, it was a struggle for my family um, to accept my transition for a while um you know 
understandably in lots of ways because it came quite out of the blue for them and it took them a while to adjust to my new name and pronouns um, and to refer to me as their son or brother um, and yeah you know in many ways that's very understandable it was a huge adjustment in their life to do that um, but gradually over the years they've got better and more confident and more willing I guess to do that and recently my parents moved house and yeah a couple of months ago we'd gone around to see my parents and my mum introduced me to her new neighbours as her son um, and it was only a small thing and I think cis people would probably just completely take that for granted but it's so powerful to hear yourself like yeah fully affirmed for who you are and yeah it was really joyful it was kind of like almost I don't know what's the right word for it like joyful but powerful and emotional and everything all at once really but yeah I think that sense of acceptance yeah that's joy that's amazing the way I thought of it when I hear the word joyful I always imagine sort of trumpets yeah I yeah. don't know why probably joy to the world and all of those <laughs> Christmas hymns and things so so when your mum introduced you to her neighbours it was really joyful it was amazing but it was almost painful as well mm, yeah because the emotions were so I, I overpowering I yeah, remember yeah. I got in the car afterwards and yeah it sounds it does sound tiny but yeah for me it was painfully joyful mm. because it's bittersweet because you think it's taken a while to get mm. there but it's also full of love because you've always been really patient with your family and they've they've loved every bit of you even though it's been difficult mm. for them and for us um so yeah i think yeah i'm not sure i don't want to put words in your mouth but i think that's helped me to think of it as almost like a big brass band that's amazing but yeah. quite difficult to listen to. Yeah, that's a very good way of putting it. So, yeah, um, tell us about your joyful moments. Yeah, so um, I've got one about you and because and, these are meant to be trans moments of joy. <laughs> um, and the big one for me is when um, you got your first chest hair. <laughs> yeah, so, um, again, I'm not sure if people will realise this and uh, also disclaimer I'm not saying women never get chest hair so mm -hmm. you know but obviously after your testosterone um, once you'd started on your your medication um, we, we were sort of I don't know almost eagerly watching and waiting for any kind of change yeah. and it was really exciting but also your confidence was growing it was just a really joyful time I think with a little bit of nervousness mm. as well. Um, but I remember one of my most joyful moments was you running into uh, <laughs> running into the bedroom where we were rushing to get ready for work and you'd go into uni at the time. And you went, oh, I've got a chest hair. <laughs> <laughs> and just, um, yeah, it was just amazing because just the way you, you, you carried yourself in that moment was just really, really happy and joyful. Um, yeah, it was amazing. Um, the other two are not sort of trans related, but they are just things that I always think of. One is uh, getting our cat, um, you know, and anyone who knows us knows we are ridiculous about <laughs> our cat, Cyril. Again, I hasten to add, we didn't name him Cyril. That's uh, from um, RSPCA in Newport. Um, but yeah, you know, the idea that we had 
a life that was stable enough and secure enough and happy enough for us to adopt a cat mm. um again seems quite small for people maybe listening who, who might think well what are these idiots about <laughs> but actually the idea that we could be settled enough to have a cat was a massive massive thing for me um and then the final one because things come in threes um is when we went to pride in london uh, together for the first time um and i remember you know you went there without your top on and it was um quite quite a mad sort of day and um mm-hmm. i think yeah but it was just amazing it was really defiant and joyful and proud and loud colorful it it was just amazing and what's been really good about doing these joyful memories is as we're talking about them i'm thinking of other times mm, and yeah. i remember um one of my um managers in work uh, always tells me when we're talking about things we need to change in the world uh, she says what you notice grows mm. and actually that's again why we're talking about joy today because just us two talking now about things that have given us joy have helped me straight away feel better yeah yeah definitely the world feels a bit less dark mm. and a bit less horrible so thank you but sometimes joy isn't enough and there will be trans people listening to this, especially as Trans Awareness Week kicks off this week, who will feel like they're drowning, drowning in negativity, in seeing transphobic articles, you know, in the BBC, in The Guardian, in The Daily Mail, maybe hearing family and friends saying transphobic things, um, maybe working for one of those organisations that's come out of Stonewall's equality scheme recently and feeling unsupported in the workplace maybe struggling because trans healthcare takes ages and they feel like they'll never get hormones or surgery or that their family won't accept them or they won't be able to go to pride or get married or all those things that we've talked about today um so first of all i'd like to say we're here for you and you know we, we hold you as much as we can um, in our thoughts. But more than that, there's got to be practical action to, to back that up for, for people who are struggling. Um, so if you're a, an ally to trans people, what I would really beg of you to do is fill your timelines on Twitter, on Instagram, um, or just your conversation to your friends who are trans. Fill, fill that with joy of, of that real defiant, proud, um, bolshy, joyful <laughs> joy. Um, try not to argue and debate with transphobes because all it does is gives them a voice to damage more people. Um, it just encourages them and however much we try to block hashtags or not look at certain accounts or not read certain newspapers we will see it we haven't been able to escape it recently so instead lift up trans voices um, and emphasize and bring up the joy in those people's lives and into the lives of your your trans loved ones um, some people who you could follow who've really inspired me um, so first of all Fox Fisher and um, um, and 
their partner Owl of uh, my generation. Uh, they they're very active on social media and they're really good, really worth a follow. They do really good articles about being trans and the trans experience. They share really joyful details of their lives, which is really lovely to see their life together with their with their dog and their cats. Um, so yeah, they're really positive. Um, Finn, Finn the Invincible, who I think I've mentioned on this podcast before, um, his Instagram is just such a lovely, happy place. Not always, he talks about his struggles as well, but I don't know, I just think he's inspirational at putting a, a positive look on things and yeah, always sort of there for other people as well. Um, Christine Burns um, for from the trans female side on Twitter is brilliant at sort of she's written books about the history of being trans in Britain which are very much worth a read um, but yeah she's she's also there sort of getting on with her life and talking about things she's interested in um, which is great so yeah give them a follow and you know emphasize them listen to them um, yeah that's that's what I would say about that really yeah those are really good points and you know I struggle with that not debating thing you know sometimes it's because it's someone I know mm. and you know probably any trans person or a trans ally listening to this podcast will empathize with exactly what I'm about to say which is when there is a friend or someone uh, in, in uh, an organization that you really respect and they do or say something which is um, endorsing or supporting um, this sort of transphobic kind of content that's surrounding us at the moment. And that, I haven't known this feeling for a long time since, you know, when, when I was about to say when I was gay, obviously <laughs> I still am gay, when, when I first came out and I was struggling and I saw people who were homophobic my heart always just sank. Mm. I, I kind of just shriveled in on myself. And that's something I've been feeling more and more over the past two or three years is people that I love and respect. I mean, just some of them are coming out with these things, which mm. I know, I know that if they understood what it meant, if they understood the significance of it, they, they wouldn't say that, but they do. Mm. Um, so, yeah please don't debate with people and I need to listen to that as much as anyone the other thing is as well you know it's easy I think for it's not easy sorry but it is easier for me and Harry to be joyful mm. about things um, and I think for allies and anyone listening to this I suppose we have to recognise the fact that for trans people they are more likely to be homeless mm. they are less likely to have jobs um, and so all I would urge people to do is, is in, I'm trying not to be too political about this, but to, to really challenge policies and actions and developments and decisions that, that make it harder for anyone in poverty um, or anyone who's on the edges of society. Because if we all work together on that, I think we could make a massive difference. And finally, really, for me, for any trans people listening, you know, our shared joy our defiance and our freedom for me that's that's what our opponents hate the most and so we might be sad or angry we might feel hopeless and lost and ignored and unheard but we can always 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 be 
defiant with our joy and for me that's the most magical power we've got as a community the whole lgbt plus community and our allies we are defiant and that's how we all win so i'll leave you to have the last word yes um so we will be uh, after a long um hibernation if you like we'll be reactivating our social media profiles again so have a look at our instagram um twitter facebook um which is cup of trans um and also yeah um listen listen to us and recommend us to your friends on uh, wherever you listen to podcasts spotify um itunes um yeah there's lots of places to listen to us lots of places to follow us and yeah looking forward to seeing you next week and yeah remember if you've got any questions um email cupoftrans at gmail.com so it's goodbye from me and it's goodbye from him what i thought that's the two runnies <laughs> goodbye goodbye from no just goodbye oh okay